0: with her claws. The boy had been left at the store while his sister went to the doctor's office, and in her absence, a dog had chased his kitten up the pole. The little creature had never been so high before, and she was too frightened to move. Her master was sunk in despair. He was a little country boy, and this village was to him a very strange and perplexing place, where people wore fine clothes and had hard hearts. He always felt shy and awkward here, and wanted to hide behind things for fear someone might laugh at him. Just now, he was too unhappy to care who laughed. At last he seemed to see a ray of hope. His sister was coming, and he got up and ran toward her in his heavy shoes. His sister was a tall, strong girl, and she walked rapidly and resolutely, as if she knew exactly where she was going and what she was going to do next. She wore a man's long ulster, not as if it were an affliction, but as if it were very comfortable and belonged to her, carried it like a young soldier, and a round plush cap tied down with a thick veil. She had a serious, thoughtful face, and her clear, deep blue eyes were fixed intently on the distance, without seeming to see anything, as if she were in trouble. She did not notice the little boy until he pulled her by the coat. Then she stopped short and stooped down to wipe his wet face. Why, Emile, I told you to stay in the store and not to come out. What is the matter with you? My kitten, sister, my kitten! A man put her out, and a dog chased her up there. His forefinger, projecting from the sleeve of his coat, pointed up to the wretched little creature on the pole. Oh, Emile, didn't I tell you she'd get us into trouble of some kind if you brought her? What made you tease me so? But there, I ought to have known better myself. She went to the foot of the pole and held out her arms, crying, Kitty, kitty, kitty. But the kitten only mewed and faintly waved its tail. Alexandra turned away decidedly. No, she won't come down. Somebody will have to go up after her. I saw the Lindstrom's wagon in town. I'll go see if I can find Carl. Maybe he can do something. Only you must stop crying or I won't go a step. Where's your comforter? Did you leave it in the store? Never mind. Hold still till I put this on you. She unwound the brown veil from her head and tied it about his throat. A shabby little traveling man who was just then coming out of the store on his way to the saloon stopped and gazed stupidly at the shining mass of hair she bared when she took off her veil. Two thick braids pinned under her head in the German way, with a fringe of reddish-yellow curls blowing out from under her cap. He took his cigar out of his mouth and held the wet end between the fingers of his woolen glove. My God, girl, what a head of hair! he exclaimed, quite innocently. And foolishly. She stabbed him with a glance of Amazonian fierceness and drew in her lower lip, most unnecessary severity. It gave the little clothing drummer such a start that he actually let his cigar fall to the sidewalk and went off weakly in the teeth of the wind in the saloon. His hand was still unsteady when he took his glass from the bartender. His feeble flirtatious instincts had been crushed before, but never so mercilessly. He felt cheap and ill-used, as if someone had taken advantage of him. When a drummer had been knocking about in little drab towns and crawling across the wintry country in dirty smoking cars, was he to be blamed if, when he chanced upon a fine human creature, he suddenly wished himself more of a man? While the little drummer was drinking to recover his nerve, Alexandra hurried to the store at the most likely place to find Carl Lindstrom. There he was, turning over a portfolio of chromo studies, which the druggist sold to the Hanover women who did China painting. Alexandra explained her predicament, and the boy followed her to the corner, where Emile still sat by the pole. I'll have to go up after her, Alexandra. I think at the depot they have some spikes I can strap on my feet. Wait a minute. Karl thrust his hands into his pockets, lowered his head, and darted up the street against the north wind. He was a tall boy of fifteen, slight and narrow-chested. When he came back with the spikes, Alexandra asked him what he had done with his overcoat. I left it in the drugstore. I couldn't climb in it anyhow. Catch me if I fall, Emil, he called back as he began his ascent. Alexandra watched.